Sky High Media presents Are You Tracking With Me? with your host, Pastor Dave Williams. Contact your host, Pastor Dave Williams, by email at pastordave at skyhighmediallc.com. Good morning. <clears throat> this is Pastor Dave, and uh, my voice had a little, little, I guess, raspiness there, but I welcome you today. So glad that you have joined us today on Are You Tracking? And we're going to continue our study that we've begun most recently. Uh, and this study is about uh, a guy that we're so familiar with. His name is David. Uh, probably one of the most uh, famous kings of Israel there has ever been. Today I want to talk with you about when God chooses a king or how God chooses people. And he does. As And as a matter of fact, he's chosen all of us in Christ Jesus, and he wants all of us to be saved. But today, we want to actually watch what God does and and what he's doing and how he chooses this king. And we're going to be in uh, a couple of places in the scripture. The first place is 1 Samuel chapter 8, then chapter 16 a little later after that. If you want to grab your Bibles and track with me, then that would be welcomed. I hope you like the story because this is all going to be talked about in a story format. I'll read a few verses, but mainly I will tell the story, because you could be riding down the road. You don't have time to look into the Bible as you're riding down the road. Please don't do that, because I know uh, heaven's my home, but I'm not homesick yet, so I hope you're not either. Today, let me set the stage, though. Here in this story of, uh, of David, I want you to know that the nation of Israel is not doing very well right now because they're kind of drifting. Israel is kind of in moral chaos and they have drifted away from their roots of a relationship with God. Politically, the nation of Israel is very weak right now and they're in a short supply of real godly leaders. And culturally, the people are in crisis. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like any nation that you may know of, and if you haven't got that yet, I'm talking about the United States of America. Moral chaos, uh, politically we're very weak, a short supply of leaders, and we're in crisis. Well, what you and I would love for God to do in a situation like this is just snap his fingers and fix it. But that's not really how he works. What God generally does is he sends people and leaders to model before us how we are to live and walk in a relationship with him and how we're to respond to God in these situations. And that's what God does. In our story, in the coming days, we're going to look at some characters. And uh, these guys are great. There is Samuel, and he's a prophet. There's Saul, and he's the present king. There's Jonathan who is the son of Saul, and later down the road, he becomes David's best and closest friend. They actually literally enter into a covenant to look after one another's interest. And of course, then there's David, who would become probably the greatest king Israel has ever known. Now, prior to David coming on the scene, this nation of Israel is, is being... Is a, is a theocracy. And what that means is, is that God is ruling and reigning through his prophets and his messengers. No questions are asked. God gets it done through his appointed leaders. 
But as I said earlier, this nation is drifting and they're straying from their relationship with God. And in the midst of this, they get the thinking and they get the pondering and they come up with what I call a good idea. Have you ever done that? You ever had a good idea? And maybe it didn't turn out to be such a good idea. Well, their good idea had to do with this, that Samuel was the prophet and God was ruling and reigning and leading through him. Well, they had this good idea that they want a king. They really want a king. And in 1 Samuel chapter 8, I want to summarize how they go to Samuel. And, uh, and it goes down like this. This pondering and thinking about this new idea finally gets to the elders of Israel. And they get together and they go to Samuel. And they, just listen to this, and I'm going to paraphrase it. Samuel, I don't know whether you've noticed or not, you're getting old, man. And your sons, they're not the best of guys either. And what we really think you should do, Samuel, is you need to appoint a king for us to judge us like the, all the other nations around us. We need to be, you know, like everybody, everybody else has a king. We need a king. I want you to know that, man, this didn't sit well with Samuel. He was ticked. He was livid when they said, give us a king to judge us. But Samuel, he took, a, he took a little break and paused and he prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, you need to listen to the voice of the people in regard to this, them asking for a king, because Samuel, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me, God, from being king over all of them. God said, that's what they've done from the beginning. From the days of Egypt, even to this day, they've forsaken me. They've served other gods, and so they are doing to you also. Well, they move forward with this supposedly good idea, and they're going to put in place a new king. And the king was going to be Saul. And just in passing, I want you to know that Saul started out well. Initially, on the front end of his leadership, he had success, but as he progressed, he began to slide, you know, drift like they're doing. He began to make some bad decisions. And that good idea was not such a great idea. And Saul makes some foolish decisions that force the hand of God into action. God comes to Samuel the prophet and says, Saul, Saul, the king has disobeyed me. And I am going to appoint a new king, one of my choosing. Well, that sounds like kind of good news. And you need to realize that God doesn't get in a hurry. We do, but he doesn't. So God has delivered this news to Saul. And time passes. He doesn't immediately remove Saul, even though he says he's going to appoint a new king. But in due time, there would be the gradual transfer of power from Saul to David and he would become king. Well, as I said, the time passes and now it's time to appoint a new king. And in 1 Samuel chapter 16, it tells how the Lord said to Samuel, you know, it's time to appoint the new king. And when God tells Samuel it's time to appoint the king, Samuel was kind of hesitant and he said uh, I, I don't know if I can do that because if I have to go to Saul and he hears that there's going to be another king he's going to kill me but the Lord has a plan 
the Lord said to Samuel, I want you to get a, a calf, a heifer, and I want you to go down to them. And when you get down there, you just tell them that you've come to worship. You've come to sacrifice to the Lord. God told, told uh, Samuel, he said, I want you to do this. And when you get down there, I'll show you what you need to do next. Well, Samuel moves out. And he heads that way. He uh, is told by God to invite Jesse to this sacrifice, to this worship. And I'm going to show you what to do. I'm going to show you who to anoint as the new king. I will designate it to you and I will let you know what you to do. Well, the story moves along and Samuel did what the Lord said. He came down to Bethlehem. The elders of the city have seen that Samuel's walked in and, and they're a little bit frightened and, and, and they're trembling when they meet him and they ask him a question and the question is, do you come in peace? And you may go, why such a question? Well, sometimes when these prophets showed up, it wasn't always to bring good news and so they're concerned that he may have some bad news to bring. His response was, I come in peace. I've come in peace. I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. And you guys need to prepare yourself and, and come with me to sacrifice. And he also told Jesse that and his sons, and he invited them to the sacrifice. I love, I love how God is kind of in the ear of Samuel, whispering to him and giving him the plan. Well, Jesse arrives with his boys and enters in where uh, Samuel is. And the first son of Jesse comes in, and when he entered, Samuel looked at Eliab, that's his name, and his first thought was, man, that must be him. Surely that's the new king, and he's before me. But the Lord's in the ear of Samuel, and the Lord said to Samuel, look, 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 don't look at his appearance, and don't look at his, uh, how tall he is, because I've rejected him. Because Samuel, you'll need to realize that I don't see the way man sees. Man looks at that outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Wow. Well, Samuel hears this and moves on. And then Jesse brought his next son and he passed by before Samuel and the Lord said to him, I haven't chosen him either. Next, Jesse made his next son pass by and the Lord said, I've not chosen this one either. And you're kind of going, <clears throat> what's going on here? And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And gets to the end of the line and Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord's not chosen any of these. And then Samuel kind of gets this, I guess what I call a flashing insight. And Samuel said to Jesse, uh, is this all your children? Is, is there any more? And Jesse said, well, there's, there's this one. It's, it's the youngest. And he's out taking care of the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, then you go get him and bring him. For I'm not leaving this place. I'm not going to sit down until he comes. I'm not leaving until I see all your kids. Rather interesting insight here. From this one incident, we see that David maybe was not the most prized by his father, Jesse. 
Jesse evidently had no idea of David's wisdom and bravery. And he kind of saw his son as maybe not fit for the job. Some real lessons here for us. God sees things differently than we do. Many people look at the outward appearance. Even parents do that sometimes in regard to the children. But God looks at the heart. We're going to get our first look at David now. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 12, they went and got David and brought him in. The Bible used some words to describe him, and maybe you've never heard these words. It says that he was ruddy. That word ruddy means that he had this kind of reddish complexion. Um, there's a redness to his skin, and even possibly he had red hair because ruddy people were those red-headed people who that redness actually even gets into their flesh and to their skin tone. It says that he had beautiful eyes. It said that he was a handsome had a handsome appearance. And when David walks in, the Lord said to Samuel, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Now, please notice this was done in the presence of his brothers and in the presence of his father, Jesse. Samuel took some oil, poured it on the head of David, and that was similar. Uh, that lets everybody there know that this is the guy that God's chosen. And the Bible says in verse 13 that the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. Samuel is done now. He arises and he leaves. I wonder what's going on with Jesse, the father of David right now, the, the, the son who was out taking care of sheep that he didn't think was even important enough to bring to this meeting has now been anointed to be the king of Israel. Now, after this, in verse 14, it says that the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord terrorized him. Well, we have come this far now. David's been chosen to be king. And we are going to walk through that story. But there's some truths today that I want to drive home to you. These are kind of little things, but please remember that it's, it's important, okay? I want you to, first of all, to know this. Remember that God's ideas are far better than your good ideas. The children of Israel had a real good idea. Let's get a king. Well, that king didn't turn out too well because it wasn't a God idea. Don't compromise in this area. If you get a good idea, please bring your good ideas and submit them to God and be sure that he's okay with that. I want you to know that God's ideas are far better than your good ideas. And you might have a good idea. And God might even give you a good idea, but be sure you submit it to him and be sure it's from him. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 says that God's thoughts are not like our thoughts and his ways are different than our ways. He says, if you walk outside and you look up and you see the heavens are higher than the earth. <clears throat> so God does things differently than we do. The next thing I want to say to you is that God wants to show you what to do. Remember, 
Samuel was so hesitant to go down there and anoint the new king because he was afraid that Saul would take his life. But God began to whisper instructions to him. He began to guide him. How we need not to trust our own insights, our own evaluations. God will show you what to do and when to do it. Also, as we close today, just remember that God chooses things differently than we do. He sees things differently than we do. Remember how the Lord said to Samuel, don't look on the outward appearance. Don't look at the height of the statue. God looks at the heart. He saw in David a heart that was going to follow him and serve him. It doesn't mean that David was perfect. There were some things in David's life down the road we're gonna see he made his mistakes and blunders, but his heart was a heart that would pursue God and seek God. Also, I want you to notice this. Remember what David was doing when the call for him to come and be anointed and that he was gonna be the future king of Israel. Do you remember what he was doing? He was out taking care of sheep. You see, when God calls you, it may make no sense, but he chooses to call you. And I also want you to know that sometimes you are in places where God is preparing you for something else. When David was taking care of the sheep, it was no accident. He was being prepared to do another job later. He wasn't doing anything insignificant. As a matter of fact, he was going to he was doing something that was preparing him for something very significant. He was learning to shepherd sheep, and later he would shepherd the nation of Israel. Those alone times, those apparent isolations where you kind of wonder, am I really supposed to be here? Or preparation. You see, David was out there taking care of sheep. He would contemplate he would write a lot of those psalms. He would get to know God. Those hard places in life, those difficult places in life, those seemingly insignificant places in life are indeed sometimes the providential hand of God shaping you to fulfill and bring about God's will in your life. You see, God's choosing of David was no accident and God's choosing of you is no accident. The place you stand in today is no accident. God sees, he knows, he understands. But listen, your response to God where you are is very, very important right now. Would you be like David? Take care of the, the sheep in the insignificant, what appears to be unimportant place and let God develop in you all the things that he wants to develop in you to use you in a magnificent way. I want to say this to you as we come to the end of this message. Give God your heart. Open your heart to him, not your head. Let God guide you from your heart. God's choosing is rooted in a heart relationship with him. God chose David over his brothers because of his heart. For many, many years, I'm going to close with this today. There's this verse over in the book of Proverbs. And I hope that you're doing this. And if you're not doing this, then maybe you need to start. Over in the book of Proverbs, it says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, 
for from it flows the springs of life. Please notice that the writer of Proverbs says that you and I need to watch over our hearts. We tend to want to look at everybody else's heart and judge their motives, but really God says you need to watch over your heart. And you need to do that with all diligence because it's out of your heart that flows the issues and the important things of life. Thanks for joining with me today. I hope that you'll put a like down there or a note. Reach out to me. I'm so glad. And I also want to ask you to share uh, this with others. Um, you know, my goal is to help people track with me through the Word of God and then allow that Word of God to change their lives. So God bless you guys. And thanks for tracking with me today. This is Pastor Dave, and I'll see you next time. Contact your host, Pastor Dave Williams, by email at pastordave at skyhighmediallc.com. Are you tracking the things presented by Sky High Media, copyright 2023? Beyond, written and performed by David Jane, available on Spotify.